You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. We are together, Daryl and Andy together. It's always game day in Cleveland. Man, what a great day. We're sitting here uh, at Cleveland Brown Stadium after a big victory, 24-3, the final. Daryl, I talked about it for a while. We've been talking about it on this podcast, too. Defense, defense, defense. I can sit here and talk all about how uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, played the way we wanted him to play. But when it comes down to it, that new look defense for the Browns absolutely shut Joe Burrow down. It started from the opening snap of the game when Zadarius Smith not only hit Burrow, but was able to knock him down. And that really set the tone. Obviously, Miles Garrett eventually delivering the knockout blow uh, with the sack in the fourth quarter that allowed the offense to get back out there and score that final touchdown in the two-point conversion put away. But it, you're right. It absolutely 100% started with the defense. Both Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith, four QB hits. They made Joe Burrow feel them all afternoon long. I mean, this was textbook Jim Schwartz, aggressive, get after the quarterback, make the quarterback feel your presence in the backfield type of a game. Obviously, Mother Nature, I think, helped a little bit, too. Neither quarterback could throw worth a lick. Uh, uh, Especially early on. So. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the secondary, give Grant Delpit his props, give Denzel Ward his props, uh, give uh, Martin Emerson double his o. props. I was all over double O in the second half because he made the great play, and then you get fourth down, then Miles Garrett comes up with a gigantic sack, then you get the touchdown pass to Harrison Bryant. And for the first time in forever, like, there were so many moments in the fourth quarter, you're like, all right, it's still in striking distance for the Bengals. What's going to happen here? I wonder if they're going to be able to come back if Joe Burrow is going to be Joe Burrow. But Cleveland is Cleveland. Maybe not anymore because of the way they ended this thing. And they put the pedal to the metal at the end. And that those big defensive plays led to that touchdown and the conversion. Well, not only that, but Joe Burrow didn't even finish the game. Right. <laughs> the Bengals raised the white flag with like five minutes to go. I was like, all right, well, that, that, that's we'll see you all next week. But um, – and, and that is not something that I expected coming into the game, that Joe Burrow wasn't even going to finish the game after no, Nobody in the NFL would have expected that. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a bit of an offensive slog, especially there in the in the first half. It, it was real tough to watch. Uh, Deshaun Watson talked about after the game just how difficult it was throwing the football. 
Um, he had uh, multiple opportunities down the field. Amari Cooper had him open, couldn't connect. Had Marquise Goodwin twice, twice. open down the field, couldn't connect. Um, and they, all those balls were underthrown. They he really had to come were. back. Goodwin had to come back. In that. Yeah, and, and, and so uh, they're going to have to work on the wet ball drill uh, a little bit. But, again, it's fine to talk about this stuff when you're coming off a dominating victory that was led by the defense and the offense did just enough to get them over the hump. I mean, Nick Chubb, right? Haven't even touched on him. 30th 100-yard rushing game for Chubb. Miles Garrett now, the fifth player in NFL history, uh, 75 sacks at least in his first 85 games. Today was game number 85 for him. So that fourth quarter sack not only wrecked the afternoon for the Cincinnati Bengals, but it put Miles Garrett in some very, very elite company, including J.J. and T.J. Watt. I think it's going to be interesting because it started with Cincinnati and the season will end with Cincinnati on week 18. So you'll be able to bookend all of these things that are going on. Daryl, I, I, let's go back to Deshaun Watson. There were points during the game when he was extending plays, when he ran for the touchdown. First of all, I was getting a little nervous when he ran for the touchdown. because And by the, the Bengals did not let up. When he ran as a runner and didn't give himself up, which I still think I'm trying to figure out why he doesn't do that a little more often, but whatever, it worked today. But I, I fear for his health down the road when he's going to – I mean, the Bengals hit him and hit him hard. But he kept getting up each time and shaking it off. There's Well, there was one play where he delivered a block. Oh, it was awesome. And it, yeah, it was awesome. But I had a little Crash Davis moment. Did you block with your throwing shoulder or your other shoulder? Hopefully it was the other shoulder because you should never block in football with the one you're using to throw with. But, uh, I mean, the, he's not afraid to play physical. And that was his reputation coming to Cleveland. And he's and, and look, I, I kind of feel like that. Daryl, we haven't seen that. I, I'm not, no. I, mean, I don't know that I've ever seen that from any Browns quarterback. No, and, I, and it is rare uh, where he doesn't – contact does not bother him. I think contact in the backfield bothers him, but when he's running and trying to evade defenders and he has those safeties and corners and linebackers on skates, I mean, look, the touchdown run was an audible. Uh, he saw something that the line – he, he said that the Bengals checked out of something, so he checked out of something, and they checked, and he checked, and they checked, he checked them. Next thing you know, he's running 13 yards to the end zone for a touchdown. But they needed that play because, again, the offense was just kind of sputtering. It was 10-0 at that point. Eventually, it was 10-3. Bengals get a field goal. Bengals miss the 51-yard field goal. Dustin Hopkins, nice debut for him, 43-42, uh, 36, something like that. Kicked the PAT as well. They named the airport after him after the game. I thought that was – most guys get game balls. He got an airport named after him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So um, and, and so you feel really, really good about the kicking situation and how that operation uh, was rather uh, seamless and smooth considering the, the wet conditions. And Hopkins talk about it after the game, just how easy it is for that operation to get messed up when the weather is like it was today. And you're, you're you know, sending wet footballs back to be caught and spotted, get those laces around, give them a good ball to really lay into and, and, and get through the uprights. But uh, 
everything in that regard was really, really smooth. So I think a little bit of a sigh of relief. The Bronx, by the way, Browns fan remains undefeated. The Bronx cheers every time he made a kick. Just fantastic. Um, the first time I heard it, I was like, really? Going to do this? And then he made, and, and, and it kept going. I'm like, no, they, they're going to do this today. Every time he makes the kick, he's getting the Bronx cheers. And, and I don't think that, that like it was anything against him. It was just, no. that, just the frustration of, you know, the, the, the kicking here is you know, so right. difficult. And they haven't found a kicker. And, Okay, York's problems and whatnot, but that was pretty funny today uh, here at the stadium, the, the Bronx cheers from the Browns fans every time Dustin Hopkins made a kick. Yeah, I mean, it was a great day at the stadium. I mean, the weather wasn't great, but the atmosphere before the game was, there was a buzz. I mean, it just had some, it had a feel to it. It had a feel of a fan base that was waiting to see a quality team walk out on the field, a team that they knew could be very good, but I, I the defense still today, Played way better than I thought. Now, maybe the field conditions had something to do with that. We'll find out in Pittsburgh when the Browns play on Monday night coming up a week from uh, a week from Monday or a week from today uh, if you're watching this on Monday. But, Daryl, I, I got to tell you, I, like, I feel really good about this team. I feel really good about the way the defense got things. Defense set the tone, as you said, when the offense seemed to be struggling a little bit. But I do like the way that Kevin opened up the playbook a little bit more. And now, again, as – as that position of running back becomes a one position, one player position on any given team, we're seeing wide receivers like Elijah Moore get into the mix running the ball so that it's not all on that single running back. Yeah, and, and look, Nick Chubb certainly can carry the load by himself. And in fact, in the first half, I was tweeting, the only thing that's working for the Browns offense right now is when they give the ball to Nick Chubb to touch, nothing else was really working. And, and the, obviously the weather conditions had a lot to do with that. Jerome Ford, his first carry of the season ended up being a fumble. Big mistake Deep there. in the red zone, too. That's yeah, I mean, so that's a tough pill to swallow. But then, hey, let's let's give him some love and some credit. He came, You know, he bounced back. Next 14 carries hung onto the rock. Uh, you know, had to really churn out 36 yards the hard way. But, um, you know, when you look at some of the variety, because you mentioned how the playbook kind of op got opened up a little bit. And I realized – some stuff didn't work when they did that, right? Uh, especially the, the down-the-field throws didn't work. But but they were underthrown. It's, right. They would have worked if they weren't underthrown. Right, and I think that in perfect conditions uh, on Sunday afternoon, uh, the 24-3 could have been a lot worse for the Cincinnati Bengals when you talk about this Browns offense because Marquise Goodwin was open on both throws. Amari Cooper was open on one of the throws. Um, and so... It's on tape now. Opponents have to plan for this going forward, too, right? This expansive playbook. You know, Elijah Moore, we talked a lot about him and just the, the versatility with the, which he's going to be used. Uh, he got a couple of carries for around 20 yards, uh, also was targeted seven times, ended up with, uh, I want to say, three receptions for 43 yards. Those are the numbers in front of me here. Um, you know, not at, it didn't look as dynamic as, and as explosive as we expected. But I, I feel like, Andy, the opportunities to be dynamic and explosive were there. And in better weather, weather conditions, I certainly expect that Deshaun Watson's going to make those plays. But again, what Watson's going to have to understand is today was an easy day, right? It wasn't extremely windy. It was just wet and uncomfortable. Um, he's going to have to contend with wind here. He's going to have to contend with much colder conditions. I mean, we're going to have that cold November rain at some point right. that he's going to have to play in and play well in. That'll be a little bit of a, you know, so they're going to have to do this wet ball drill with him uh, so that he can really get a feel of, you know, 
dealing with that because I do think that that if there was one negative uh, from the opener, it was Deshaun's inability to be really accurate throwing the wind. Yeah, I think the other issue that we'll be talking about throughout the week is Jack Conklin being out, and so we saw Dewan Jones get in there. Saw a couple of the other offensive linemen. You know, where do you where do you think we're going with that? I think Jack Conklin's done for the season. Yeah. Just 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 based on the tone coming from Kevin Stefanski in the post game and and in the locker room, just a, a, everyone is just broken up by uh, losing Jack. Um, so, uh, you know, they wouldn't get specific about the injury. It is a serious knee injury. He was carted off. Yeah, they were quick to say he would not be back. Yeah, day. I mean, it, they, no sooner was the cart in the tunnel back to at the exam room, then they made the press box announcement that he would not return due to the knee injury. So I anticipate, unfortunately, his season is done. I don't know maybe his, you know, what that does for him from a long-term standpoint, we'll have to wait and see, but Dewan Jones, Hey, you know what? Um, wasn't, wasn't pretty at times, but I thought he did a real nice job and I've been real complimentary of him. We, we've talked about it on the podcast and we've talked it on this, uh, about it on the station where he really did struggle in that rookie minicamp, just getting through a rep. He was outstanding, I thought. I, I really, and it's hard to miss. So he can't, he's got to be careful, can't false start because, you know, he's a big boy. 6'10 and 400 big. pounds is hard for officials to miss. I mean, you got people on Twitter screenshotting, like, this is a massive human being. You can't miss it. Like, this is a joke that this guy's a right tackle. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I love the story, though. The story's outstanding. Yeah. All right, Daryl, we got a lot to talk about throughout the week. We'll catch you uh, during the week on our regular podcast. This has been our post-game podcast. It's always game day in Cleveland.